Hey Grow Girls, you are listening to the Get Up and Grow Girl podcast, hosted by me, your spiritual life and business coach, Leela Jasmine Sule. I'm also a recovering hustle hard, turn my back on my feminine energy, disconnect from the divine, my productivity equals my worth kind of girl. So now it's my mission to help you ditch that disconnected lifestyle and instead align and prosper so you can experience soulful, aligned, feel-good success. You don't need no magic lamp because you are your own genie capable of manifesting your own vision. So this podcast will guide you on your journey to finding your light, stepping into your power and manifesting your dream life and business. So let's jump in. Coming in hot, like boiling hot from my new home in Trinidad. Um, I don't know though if we are going to stay live, fingers crossed we are, but don't have Wi-Fi yet. So my hotspot, my data is having a workout of a lifetime, but I wanted to come on, on live and talk about what's just happened because manifesting moving across the world with my best friend my lover my partner but not just moving across the world moving in together as well so moving in together and moving across the world literally in one move and the lessons that have come with it the insights that have come with it are juicy And although I've only been here about a week and a half, nearly two weeks, and so there's still so much more to come and so much more to manifest, I need to share everything that has already come up because it's just going to be lesson after lesson after lesson. I think my lower self or part of myself was like, let's move across the world and let's live in the sun and let's live this dream freedom life which is amazing. But my higher self was like, let's move across the world because you are gonna grow. Like this is gonna trigger the shit out of you and you are gonna grow big time. So yes, it's beautiful, but the inner work, the inner evolution is mad. Um, And I wanna share some lessons with you. So I I can't quite believe that it's actually come to fruition, but essentially I have manifested something that I have wanted for such a long time, which is to move across the world, to run my business from somewhere beautiful, tropical, hot, um, with a different lifestyle, just like here in the Caribbean. And not only to do that, but to do that with my partner and with someone who I can build a life with and that we can together. And that that is what has happened. So Kess and I moved here to Trinidad and Tobago on the 17th of November and began one new chapter together. This is the first time we've lived together. about it's really about becoming 
it's about becoming the version of yourself who can hold the vision that you want to manifest. And that has become so, so apparent. Because yes, it's beautiful. We have some sun today shining. in I went outside for like five minutes and I felt like I'm pretty sure I got a tan that's a tan if you ask me <laughs> um but it's hard it is hard and I know that might sound kind of crazy um to someone who maybe hasn't done this before if you've done anything like it you'll know exactly what I'm saying I knew it would be hard I said before I came here like I know it's going to be hard I know it's going to be tough at points but you know, I could do it, I'm going to make it work, it's going to be so exciting, and all of that is true. I said it would be hard, but, girl, like, saying it and feeling it are two completely different things, and it is so much harder than I thought it would be to, to be here, to move across the world, but it's still beautiful. I don't regret it, I don't want to change my mind but it is hard and it's just sitting in that discomfort and luckily I'm at a place where I know I can just sit in the discomfort and we've been here before with other things I know it's gonna pass but it's hard and so it has really tested everything that I preach it's really tested me on the inner work it's tested me on feeling safe within myself it has tested our relationship and our bond and it's tested all of the wounded feminine energy the wounded masculine energy the polarity the relationship dynamics and this is what i mean about becoming what you want to manifest being here has made me realize that yes i got here i'm here in trinidad i've landed in the caribbean and i'm about to you know live this life here i literally was able to get on a plane and get here yes but to manifest the life that you want is not just about getting there it's about being the person who can hold it because if i'm honest i had a big cry about half a week ago almost a week ago now to cares and i did say the words i want to go home i did say them luckily i didn't truly mean them i didn't i don't want to go home i didn't want to go home even in that second and leave this behind and give up or end this chapter but in that second i wanted my home comfort and had i not been able to call on all of this inner evolution over the years it's taken to slowly slowly manifest this then I may have gone back home. And then this lifestyle that I wanted, this life where you build it with your partner, you live a freedom lifestyle. We're both self-employed now also. He's gone from employed to self-employed. And we're building our dreams together in the Caribbean. 
living together, exploring this island together, the dream that I had could all be done in a second because I may not have been able to hold it. So let me talk about that a little bit and about how that's actually looked. Because when I say becoming the person, these are the things that I had to become in order to manifest this. To manifest our bond, keeping together in this transition, which has been hard. It's a hard transition and you really do need to lean on one another. And it could have either knocked us or built us stronger. And so far, it has built us, it has built us up to be stronger. So one of the main things that's needed to happen for our relationship to, to thrive, thrive, I can never say that word. Sounds like I'm saying fries, um, which is a pet peeve. People don't pronounce their letters, but I can't seem to pronounce that one. One of the main things that I needed to embody, I needed to be, is authentic to myself. Now, there was a long period of time in relationships where I did not feel safe to be authentic or I did not allow myself to be authentic. And I wouldn't say what was on my mind. I wouldn't voice a concern um, or, or the feelings that I was struggling with because I wouldn't want to push that person away. I was scared that I may trigger them into going cold on me, either like freezing me out, icing me out, or attacking me and going into gaslighting, going into aggression. And I was also scared of rejection, that I may be rejected and they may not like what I have to say and they may reject me. So I wouldn't voice what I felt. And then what that meant was we keep getting further and further away from each other, but also internally, I begin to build resentment. I'm like a boiling pot, just bubbling more and more and more because I'm not voicing what it is that I wanna say. And what does that do? It dims your magnetism on a, on a whole. It makes you, you know, vibrate lower because you're holding in all your pain rather than allowing it to come through you and out. So it affected my ability to manifest in general, it affected my general mood. And of course it affected the relationship because one, I wasn't giving them a chance to perhaps react in a healthy way and in a way that served me. But two, I was kind of pulling apart our connection and no longer feeling close to that person, not getting my needs met, not allowing my needs to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, to be met. And so allowing that connection to fade away or to become a toxic one where there's so much resentment and I felt resentment towards that person because I wasn't getting my needs met, but I also wasn't allowing myself to get my needs met because I wasn't voicing what I felt. And of course, to be honest, many of those instances when I was beginning to do the healing, the people I was dating and I was entertaining were not able to hold that space for me and they would gaslight me or freeze and, and ice me out or do something that cut off my lifeline of my needs and did not meet my needs. But then that's how you learn that, that they're not for you and that's how you learn what you actually need and, and who can meet that need and who can't. So being here, I've had to draw on that skill. And the reason that our relationship is working and is thriving, despite these huge challenges, is because I've been able to be authentic, open and vulnerable. So to come to my boyfriend, who I've just moved across the world with, 
and say to him, cry to him and say, I want to go home, took some fucking vulnerability. Again, I don't want to go home. I didn't truly mean it, but I was feeling it in those, in those minutes, in those seconds. And it needed to come out because it's just me and him here. And if I, I was bottling in for a day or so, but I needed to get it out. And only through getting it out did I come out the other side and, and talk through my fears and, and get past them. But it was so hard for me to say that to him because what would I be scared of? Well, one, when we decided to come here together and we agreed this is what we were gonna do, his plan initially was, I'm gonna move to Trinidad. Hey, Francis. Here she is, back on live. Please let me know if it's actually working because my internet has not been good and I don't know if if it's like if anyone's actually able to hear me or whatever. So please let me know. Um, but yeah, his Kez's plan was that he will come to Trinidad first. He has lots of family here, stay with someone, get set up, um, get a house, get a car, get everything set up nice. And then I should follow a few months later. This was our plan when we discussed it about a year ago. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, I'm so glad it's working because, yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad it's working. Otherwise, I've just been talking for half an hour for no reason. Um, that was his plan. And this was about maybe a year ago when we were discussing this and first discussing it. That was the plan. In my gut, that didn't feel right. And I was like, I don't want to, like be long distance for that period of time when it's such an exciting thing. Like I want to do it together. This is something I've always dreamed of is building something like this together. And yes, I know it will be hard. So like I said, I said, I know it will be hard. Different story when I actually got here and it was hard, but anyway. And we discussed over time and gradually, it wasn't a convincing thing. I just said, oh, this is how I'd imagined it. But then over time, he actually came to me and was like, I've been thinking more about your your idea your way and and let, i think we should do that as and when it comes and then it came really fast like we were talking about it a year ago as in like in the future and then from about uh mid 2022 that's when it suddenly was like we're doing it like very soon it was a surprise to me a little bit as well i wanted to come here together so when i got here and the buzz wore off and i was like oh my god like i'm literally in a whole different world the culture is different everything is different it's not like perhaps moving to america from the uk where it's a similar culture obviously there's always going to be differences country to country this is completely different and it hit me and i was scared and i was just getting all of my inner safety and my security and my routines and all that stuff was gone and on top of that we've had flooding here and really really bad rain and you know, that's been really hard for the country as a whole. But also it's meant that we've been stuck inside. We don't have a car yet. We haven't been able to go out and get things done, even to get more money that we need to spend here, more of the currency um, to get a car, that kind of stuff. We haven't been able to do that. It's happening slowly now, but we were trapped inside. So not only did we move country and not have any of the things that we need and a completely new culture, but we didn't have any of those things that make you feel safe. And I felt it. And so I knew how I was feeling. I, need, I knew I need to be open with my partner and express how I'm feeling. 
otherwise it's going to turn toxic within and I'm I'm needing someone to lean on I need my safe space I need my emotional um, I need that emotional space held for me to express my emotions but I was thinking if I go to him and say this is how I'm feeling I feel like I want to go home like I'm not I don't actually want to go home but this is how I'm feeling right now is he going to say well I told you so I told you that you should let me come first and then come afterwards is he going to say and be offended like is he going to be like what like this is where you know his family all lives and where he's from so is he going to think that i'm saying there's something wrong with this place is he going to say okay go home and let's break up like what's going to happen it was such a vulnerable thing to do but only because of the healing i've done onto my own wounded feminine energy with my healing I've done with my feminine which tells us often that we need to people please and that we need to you know just sit and be pretty and not actually voice the ugly things and we need to always be grateful and be a good girl and be thankful that we need to be perfect all of that conditioning all of the conditioning that says you know don't share your thoughts because you might get rejected you might be gaslit from all the toxic relationships you might be iced out or abandoned had to heal for me to be able to actually get my needs met. My need was to be heard, to have a shoulder to, to lean on, to have that safe space held for me, and then to be led through it when I couldn't lead myself, when I was so overwhelmed, which you will be when you take leaps. And I could only get that need met when I would step into my authenticity and my vulnerability. So that was one of the key things. When I say that I didn't manifest this by just visualizing and journaling on it, they were parts of it, but I had to become the person who could hold this vision. That was the first one. I had to be able to be authentic and vulnerable and open even when it was hard. Otherwise I'd be on a plane back to the UK already and it would be over and I know I would have regretted it later down the line because I didn't give it a shot or I didn't allow myself through it and lean on the things that I needed to get through it. The second thing is about healing my masculine energy, healing my relationship with the masculine, because here is how he responded when I come to him a week in after we've moved across the world together, after planning and dreaming about this for so long and say how I'm feeling now is like I want to go home and cry. And I say that to him. He did not respond by listening with his ego. He did not make it about him whatsoever. He did not say to me, well, I told you so, <laughs> first of all. He did not say to me, why, what's wrong with it here? He did not put any of his feelings onto me. I know it would have been hard to hear. I know he might have been scared himself of what I'm saying. What does that mean? Am I going to say that I don't want to be together? Am I going to say that I'm actually leaving and going home? What, what does it mean for him? I know that he would have felt that. But in that second, he held the space for me. And he was able to be my comfort and be what I needed. So he held space. He let me cry. He hugged me and he said, I know, I know it's hard. And, and just held that space and allowed me to say the thing that I felt I couldn't say because it would seem so ungrateful. But he just allowed me to be me in all that I am and allowed me and held space for both sides of me. 
the side of me when I'm not strong, the side of me when I'm not feeling grateful, even though I have so much to be grateful for, it needed to be held. You can't just love half of me. You can't just love me when I'm at my best. And he was able to do that. Then as we moved through it and I stopped crying so much and started to like settle and I did say, I don't actually want to go home, right? Like I don't want to leave, but this is just how I'm feeling. That my, everything inside me is triggered right now. I know in my head it's not what I want. I know in my soul it's not what I want, but my ego is telling me run. He was then able to again step into his masculine energy, divine masculine and lead me out of it with action steps. So at that time, we were living in this house. We're really lucky. We've got like this two, two bedroom house, living room, everything, like much more than what you can get in London a lot of the time. Um, nice balcony, like it's, it's really lovely, but it's, it's not furnished. So we didn't have a kettle, a fridge, a toaster, a microwave, any of that stuff. So it was literally like, if we wanted to get food and because we don't have a car either, we would need, and there's flooding. <laughs> so you can't just, it's not like London where you can just walk out and get something like from the Tesco down the road, which is like how I used to live in London. We would need someone to come and get us if we want to buy food and drive us to somewhere. There's one corner shop on the road, which we ended up able, being able to go to when the flooding kind of stopped, but that's it. There's no coffee shop down your road, nothing like that. You need to drive. So it was scary and it was, just further triggering that fear that I was having and that sense of like the triggering of like I'm not safe I want to run back to what I know I want to run back to London and so the next day he woke up and he made calls and he got things going and he got us a kettle he got us a toaster he got us a microwave he got us we don't have a fridge yet still but we have like this icebox cooler thing and took the steps to give me, recognize what it is I'm actually needing, it's comfort. I'm needing some things to, to lean on, like having my, my morning coffee, um, like being able to just go get a snack or a cup of tea. Just being able to eat when I wanna eat without having to have someone come pick us up. And he led me with that divine masculine energy to take care of my needs, to take the steps when I could not. Especially being here, it's really tested that dynamic because it is his his home country and he, I do need to lean on him and he does need to lead me. I do need to surrender back into that feminine energy because I don't know the place. And he does need to lead because I need to be, I need someone to look after me right now. I need someone to lead me, to show me how things work here and to, to get my needs met. And so this is how he reacted. He did not gaslight me. He did not ice me out and, and feel offended and go quiet on me and withdraw love. He did not get offended. He didn't do any of the experience that. Is that's the wounded masculine, it's the ego responding. And I get it. My ego, if I was him, would be like, what the hell? I'm scared. I'd be scared that I'm gonna lose maybe my relationship that I'm gonna lose face from having brought, you know, me out here to meet everyone and then I go back, I'd be scared. And I know he would have been too, but he didn't react in ego. He reacted in higher self and met me where I needed to be met. And the point of this is, 
all of this, all of those things that he did, all of those traits in him, the divine that he was able to embody, I consciously chose and became a match for before we met. When I talk about manifesting a divine partner, it wasn't just sitting there and saying, I want my soulmate, I want my soulmate. It was about inner work and behavior shifting. Again, in order for me to manifest someone who holds space, I needed to know that that's what I was looking for. You might think that sounds obvious, but please don't overlook it because I didn't know for a long time. If I asked you to write out now what the things you want in a partner, how specific will you be? Because I was like funny, ambitious, um, you know, like fun, but these traits of how they actually behave are more important to understand when manifesting. So when I realized only through often going through so many toxic relationships that I started to do this work and I got on this path, which I now teach, did I realize like, I need to be with someone who holds space. I need to manifest someone who can hold space for me so that I can be my authentic self because I'm just dating people who cannot hold the space. And whenever I ex express something, it ends in a fight, it ends in them leaving, ends in them gaslighting me, ends in tears, either way. And so I realize, firstly, what I'm looking for. I need to look for someone, not just who makes me laugh. Yes, Kaz makes me laugh, don't get me wrong. You don't have to sacrifice that stuff. But also, the toxic people made me laugh. And then they also made me cry, like, endlessly. <laughs> It was, I need someone who can hold space, for example. But then, if you need someone who can hold space, how do you become an energetic match for that? The version of me who was scared to voice what I truly felt, because I was people-pleasing, because I was scared of rejection, scared of being gaslit, didn't have my own safe space within where I knew even if that does happen, I've got me and I'll remove myself from it and I'll be okay. That version of myself was not a match for someone who could hold space for me. The version of myself who could allow myself the grace to be who I am authentically has the confidence, has healed those past images in, in my mind of what happened when I was authentic and I voiced my opinion and I shared the vulnerable thing in toxic relationships and it went badly and it led to withdrawal of love rejection hurt i had to heal those things in order to to get to this place where i could be a match for what i want which is someone who can hold space so when we talk about highs and lows it's lows of feeling that way and feeling so scared here feeling so out of like my depth and just i think what it is it's a natural um, what's the word, like transition, like literally everything inside me is just in transition mode. And my friend, if Frances, I don't know if you're still here, if she's still here, gave the best analogy. And she was like, it's like you're a crab. <laughs> and I, I honestly love this, you know I love an analogy. And when a crab grows, they outgrow their shell. So they, they leave behind their shell because they've outgrown it. And then before they grow a new one, there's this period of time in the middle where they have no shell whatsoever. So they have no home, they have no security, like the shell like keeps you safe. They have no safety, they are vulnerable. And that's where I'm at at the minute. And that's where I, 
I'm, I feel like it's growing every day. I'm growing my new shell. But especially in that period where I just broke down to, to Kes, I was a vulnerable crab with no shell, no home, no safety. So I was always going to have to go through that period. And with almost every manifestation worth having, same with manifesting this relationship, with manifesting moving here, with manifesting business results, the freedom, the freedom lifestyle to be able to even pick up and move across the world came a period where I had no shell and I was vulnerable and it was hard. The period between having my PT business wiped away by the pandemic and then that time where I was still trying to do it and running things and didn't have this business yet up and running, didn't really know what, hadn't found my feet in my life coaching business was like being that crab. And there, there's always gonna be that vulnerable time. And that's why when you manifest, it's not just about visualizing what you want, it's about, again, becoming the person who can hold that vision. Can you hold it when you don't have that shell and when you feel vulnerable? This is why it's inner work. It's inner work to manifest what you want. And the other part of it is that, aside from it being about the, the dynamics that I manifested to have this relationship, that could handle these highs and lows of moving here. It's also that equally, the healing that I've had to do with my own energies, not just my feminine as I already spoke about, but my masculine energy has been so key as well. Hey, Michaela. So equally in being here and in this transition, I have had to step into my masculine energy sometimes too. Just as much as I don't have a shell, <laughs> to use the crab analogy, and I'm somewhere new, and I've left behind so much safety and security, so that I can reach out for something new, this new, new shell, this bigger shell that represents my next level having outgrown that old shell, Kez is in the same boat. And equally, he left behind his old shell. Freaking love this. Um, and he needs support too. So just in the way that he was able to support me and has been supporting me probably a little bit more, has been, it's been more about, you know, me finding my feet here. He also needs that support. And I've had to step in my masculine energy when he needs me to be in that energy. For example, the fem we all have masculine and feminine energy. Men, women, everyone has both energies. The feminine is the feeling. So I am more in my feeling. I am more in my feminine energy the majority of the time and he is more in his masculine doing energy most of the time. But just like I had that breakdown, he also has periods of time where I can see he needs to express some of what he's feeling. He's got those heavy emotions. And so he needs to be able to drop in his feminine. I need to show him and guide him how to step in his feminine. And that's one of the gifts from healing the energies to become a match for a relationship is knowing how you can, how you can help someone else embody their feminine energy. By embodying your feminine fully, you, you show someone and you empower others to do it too, especially men or those in masculine energy because there can be a stigma and it can be hard. So when I could see he had all this emotion that he had to express, I led him 
to step into his feminine. And I needed to be into my masculine. And that relied on healing my own masculine energy. Because again, I need to know how to react, not from ego. Not to be like, you know, my ego would be like, why are you upset now? Like, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. That would be ego. And that would push my partner away. And yes, we're both in a very vulnerable position. We're both in essentially some form of survival mode. Having had our safety, our shell taken away, we are both in survival mode. And this is why this work is key. Because yeah, you can manifest a relationship when everything's great, but when you go through big changes, when you want to manifest that next level, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. Can your relationship make it through that? And so when I'm in kind of survival mode and I'm all triggered having moved across the world and I'm all emotional mess, can I let my ego go and respond as my higher self? Or would I just be like, why are you upset? I'm dealing with shit. That would be ego. Or just, you know, just do this, just do that. And trying to control him because I'm trying to help, but coming from a controlling way of, right, let's just fix it for, you know, like the, the wounded feminine, let's just fix you, treat you like a problem, try and control you and be done. Would also be my ego. So instead, I had to learn to lead with love. Be patient, hold the space for him. Can I hold space for him to, to express his emotions? Can I lead with love instead of control? Can I guide? So I equally, the way he was there for me and he got me those things after my breakdown <laughs> and he helped me through it. I also need to have a healthy relationship with my masculine energy that I'm not afraid to lean on it. Because sometimes masculine energy when you've you know gone through these wounds and societal wounds too you can associate it with burnout with being you know getting too stuck in the control in the control and the leading and we can see stepping into the masculine as the wounded wounded masculine and i used to feel that way when i first got into feminine energy i just turned my back completely on my masculine because i was like oh no like i'm adjusting my feminine energy but i wouldn't lean on the divine traits that are still within me we all have that masculine energy and that i need to manifest you need both to manifest taking action integrity leading all of those things sometimes you need to lead yourself you need to lean on logic structure organization and so for me to hold that space for him and to help him through that and to be able to, to lead with love, not say, right, you just got to do this, do this, do this, but say, okay, what, you know, what can we do to, to fix this? What can we do to meet that need of yours that is currently not met? Lead him to come to his own decisions and, under, and understand what, what needs to be done to shift things. Michaela says, love that you both trade back and forth to make sure the other is good. Yes, so essential right now because it's just, it's just crazy. It's like a whole new world and it's amazing, but there's a whole, there's, there's a duality to it. And you need, you need to, to be able to call on those energies, whether they're in, within yourself or within another. And with us coming together as a partnership, we need to lean on each other. 
So <laughs> that was my breakdown of some of the key key lessons so far. Again, like it's gonna, I know this, it's gonna move so fast. There's gonna be new lessons all the time. And that's why I wanted to come on and share these now while they're fresh, having only been here just under two weeks and just really reflecting on just how far we've come in just these two weeks on what it takes to manifest in general but specifically manifest following your dreams with your idol person following your dreams with your best friend your lover it's not just about visualizing it and journaling on it and being like oh yeah it'll be so nice picture on the vision board i did all those things don't get me wrong but it's about becoming it's about healing so that you can become the person who can do it so that you embody the traits the behaviors you choose a different behavior to what you would have done in the past i choose to be open and vulnerable with cares rather than push it down because i'm walking on eggshells around a previous partner or push it down because maybe they haven't even done anything but i'm so wounded from my past relationships that I'm too scared to, to be authentic and to express what I'm feeling and to express the hard truth. So I don't want to get rejected. I don't want you to gaslight me. I haven't given you the chance to see if you will yet, but I'm not going to risk that because I don't want to be vulnerable. In order to keep this reality, to still be here building our dream life together in the Caribbean, both now self-employed, both building our dreams, everything that we wanted, but to actually still be here, I had to choose again and be be the person who can sustain it be the person who's healed the things that would hold her back and the things that would have caused me to just get back on that plane not having the inner safety within myself to ask for what i need to get those needs met to sit through this discomfort so it was about healing and if you're you're ready to heal healing in love and self-love right these core energies healing in the masculine energy as well as the feminine it's both when you do that when you do that healing you can become your most confident magnetic authentic self which means you can manifest your divine partner and your dream person this is what we do inside the goddess inner circle our next live call is going to be next week so Michaela, if you're still here, anyone who's, who's still here or, or watching this on the replay who's inside the Goddess Inner Circle, get together next week. It's an amazing space where we do this healing. You get instant access to self-paced modules. In each module is a workbook to actually guide you through the, the integration, the integrated work to heal. It's not about throwing information at you. It's about going through this healing process, healing journey, meditations, breathwork sessions, live coaching calls once a month, where we go deep into what you're feeling, into your blind spots. Michaela, if you're still here, give me a line about how it, how it is for anyone who might be watching on the replay of what it's like to be in the goddess in a circle, how it feels, how it shifts things for you. We do all this work, firstly, so that you can become your most confident, magnetic, authentic self. That is the first step. Again, for me to manifest this relationship, I had to embody it first. Otherwise, I wouldn't allow someone to hold space for me, to lead me, etc., etc. And then, when you do that, and that's the, 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 the foundation of the Goddess Inner Circle, then you can manifest your divine partner. And again, 
that is what we do. That is a second layer to the goddess inner circle. And it all comes from healing those energies, healing the feminine and masculine, healing, healing in self-love, the way you have this relationship with yourself and in love and in the healing those past relationships that you've had healing those dynamics that play out and where does it come back to childhood <laughs> healing those inner child wounds so our next live call is next week if you join now you get instant access to the modules the pre-work you can get straight started straight away dig into the content and then you can join us live for our call next week where we will dive deeper and it's such a, a safe space to, to dive deeper into your specific situations and beliefs and thoughts and things that you're working through. Oh, perfect, Michaela's replied just in time. She said, it's absolutely amazing. I've had so many shifts and uncovered so much about myself. The goddess inner circle was the deep dive I was looking for to continue my healing. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Michaela, for sharing. I need to screenshot, can I screenshot? It's a great face from me. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing, Michaela, and you are such a pleasure to have with us inside the circle honestly the girls are incredible if you want to get inside dm me the word goddess and i'll send you the link and you can also ask me any questions you may have thank you for joining me on this live michaela and everyone else who dropped in live to send some love um i hope you enjoyed hearing some of these lessons and it's kind of a, a mix of storytelling of what it's been like here for anyone who was curious and some deep lessons. If you missed the beginning, go back and watch it because there are, are some juicy lessons in here, some juicy um, parts of the manifestation process to make sure you know of and you're aware of. Sending you so much love and I will see you next time. So I hope you loved this episode. Thank you for listening and spending your time with me. And I really hope that it is empowering you and has empowered you to go for those goals and to know that you are so capable of manifesting all that you desire and all of that soulful success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in any aspect that you desire it in. And if you did enjoy this episode, if you did find it helpful, if you did have some light bulb moments, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Leela Jasmine Sule. I would love to hear what you took away from the episode. I would love to hear how it helped you. But also it would be amazing if you could share the message and pass this on to more Grow Girls who would benefit from this. And if you share it on your Instagram stories, then of course all the Grow Girls in your community will also be able to listen and enjoy the goodness as well. Until next time, Grow Girls. Goodbye.